0: A boy band with glasses, just minus the heart. He's shaking his ass, and you call it art. I'll wait in the lobby. Go meet him for real. We can
1: all go to dinner, yeah, and I'll be the third wheel.
0: Welcome to the 10th episode of Lost in the Fold, a music arc production, part of the Arc of E! Entertainment Conglomerate, uh, which is taking the world by storm. My name is Max Gonguer. I am here with Sunshine Mayfield. Do people know your last name as part of this conglomerate? Or they you they do, yeah. Okay, so I can call you Sunshine Mayfield. That's right. So you don't want to like people to know your actual first name, but actual last name is fine. Yeah, but that's right. All right. Well, we're here for our tenth episode. That's already been covered of Lost in the Folds. This is a podcast where we talk about Ben Folds and his music. That's right, on an album by album basis. Oh my god, Max, you're like really good at this. Sunshine, just let me do the intro for the first time out of ten episodes. Have yeah. we covered that this is the tenth episode yet? Can you say it again one more time? This is the tenth episode. This was my first introduction, and it blew all of his introductions out of the water. You're uh, you're not wrong. I crush this. Yeah, I can't wait to hear your outro. We'll see how that goes. We'll I, s- I haven't <laughs> thought about that one nearly as much. <laughs> you have to put that in the back of your mind. It's gonna be great. Get ready. Though. I'm excited. I have no doubt. I'm getting like I just I have goose pimples. Yeah. Oh. So how's this thing usually start? I mean, I, I did the intro, but now you usually steer the ship. So I'll let, I'll I'll you're I'll it back my way. I'm gonna send it back your way. I know we usually do uh, music corner first. Is that oh what? yeah, but we like I like to catch up with you a little bit. It's Jesus, been, it's All been right. a little bit. But it's been two weeks since uh, since people have heard us and what we're doing. All right. Well, now you get to p- take your co your hosting duties. I'll go back to my co hosting duties. I, I think we're co hosts together. You're the host. on the co host. All right. Anyways, what have you been up to the last two weeks since the people last heard us? Uh, Anything literally, exciting? we've been in this room for the last like. Two minutes since we recorded the actual last podcast. and Would you stop pulling back fine. the...
1: Look, we pulled back the veil on the
0: last one. So there's like no reason to like put the veil back in place now. You're taking away the magic. We're here at the Sports Channel 8 Studios in Durham, North Carolina. For That's the, very, I, the very this last this time. As far as we know, we believe it will be our final episode recorded here. here at Sports Channel 8 Studios. Which means future episodes may not have this great sound quality that you've come to expect. I hope they do. We'll see. We, we might just f- use an internal microphone on an Apple computer. Might have to figure out, figure out how to play music live via the show instead of having to edit it in later. We'll have to figure that out as it comes. We'll know. How have you been? I guess that's the banter I should reciprocate with. I've been good. I've been better. Why? Uh, because like we have this magical experience that we're providing people and you just come in and you just rip it away. I sometimes think that like people like to see the behind the scenes. You think that they, they're in here because they don't like the, the magic of podcast is why they come to this? And that's. I'm they, hopeful that they're not a, interested. They in, love Ben Folds. They the love hearing that they care your about. voice. It's just, it's just the idea of wow, voices are in my ears, and <laughs> I don't understand it. But <laughs> now that we've pulled back the veil, they're like, Ugh, okay, now that I get it, they record more than one episode in a day. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, I'm sure that like they've all turned it off now, and we can just we can we can be speak freely now. Yeah. Well, at this point, we've lost our thousands of subscribers. Is that true? I hope. I don't. I After don't the last episode, we were at hundreds. Yeah, said. Well, last episode was really good. We've added so I'm zero. Ass- I'm assuming we're at thousands think now, it was just <laughs> by the nature of of the way that the tipping point by Malcolm Gladwell works. I all assume those, we're there. We're at that those, tipping point. Uh, all those blank check fans <laughs> who, who caught our last episodes <laughs> or last episode are now listening because what if they talk about blank check again in blank this one? Blank check two coming at you, 2019. Uh, really? No. Preston Waters all grown up he's now he's the dad turns out he's been taking stealing blank checks from people and like he's a he's an actual criminal at he's this been point pretending to be like an airplane pilot and a doctor and all kinds of weird stuff that's right he's, he's been a, this uh person who's just really running the gambit on these illegal things so he can pay for his his dope um that is blank check too i'm looking forward to it for sure yeah, that can be fun we'll just darren aronofsky can direct it and it can be real dark and People can he can yeah. try to convince people it's deep. You've lost me now. Yeah. I don't know who Darren Aronofsky. Well, let's is. go to the music corner, uh, which I suggested five minutes ago. Yeah, but we're here now. All right, and Max, I want to know what have you been listening to, my friend? So, I there were some people that I trust who tweeted their um their their enjoyment of a new album that I probably never would have even considered listening to. Uh, but I've listened to it a couple times, and and, and I, I think I like it. I'm still not convinced that I like it, but it's like I'm listening to it, so I'll talk about it right now. And it's the new Casey grave Musgroves Musgraves Casey Musgraves Musgraves album. The opening t- song to it, it's called Slow Burn. I really like it. It's a tune for sure. <laughs>
1: born in a hurry always late haven't been early since 88 texas is high i can be cold grandma crowd when i pierce my nose good in a glass well
0: that's a little bit of country max like, that that seems like it's a little out of your comfort zone. Well, I like it. Is the whole album like is it pop country or is it like no? It's like real country. No, I, it's kind of pop country, okay. I guess. I don't know. I don't, when does it become pop country? I don't know. I just think of like Florida Georgia Line and like all this like other stuff that it's like. I don't think it's not like that. real like country. It's, not, it's no, like you know how like Taylor Swift started going a little bit more pop. Like she oh, was probably like a singer-songwriter country, and then she got to her pop era. Yeah, is Casey Musgrave still in her singer-songwriter country phase? I think so. Yeah, but I don't. I like that tune. You it's, dig it? It's fun. It's it's simple, simplistic. Nice little beautiful These, melody. Yeah, it seems so effortless. Her voice, you know. People like Casey Musgraves. Yeah, I think I might now too. Oh, we'll see. We'll check it out. That album is called Golden Hour, I believe. Yeah, Golden Hour, not Golden Shower. <laughs> That's a different thing. Don't don't <laughs> Google that. Google Golden Hour. You will not like that you album. Like that. That's, a, that's a different album. Um, I, the stuff I've been listening to. I've been I I went back into a found a band that I, I listened to a few years ago, and I'm I'm been digging up their old records and diving in. And it's a band that you hate. But I love. Oh, good! It's uh, their name is O oh Brother.
1: Haven't we not have we not discussed O oh Brother on this podcast? Just that you
0: don't like them, and I think that's kind of why I was like, Man, I should go back and listen to them because I love them. Great, specifically their album Garden Window, um, and this is a song off of that called Sputnik. God, that's such a good album. I'm gonna skip it. You're not gonna. You're not even gonna try. Nope. Well, you saw them live, and you weren't a big fan. We saw them live several years ago. Yeah. And I wasn't That album We saw them right after This album came out Oh good Which was 2011 mm. um, So that's probably When you saw them live And I dig them And I saw them back again In 2015 They toured with Manchester Orchestra And man They're great I, I highly recommend them If you're into that Kind of like Sludge rock I'm not Well it's delicious So that is the music corner Super cozy today A little bit of country A little bit of rock and roll Wow we it. are so eclectic. We in are our, super diverse in our tastes. Absolutely, that's why we make such a great podcast team. Aw, do you really think so? I think we do. I mean, you're a great host. I'm a great co-host. I think you're you're better than I am. I like to give you the credit of the success of the show. That is kind of you, but not necessary. But let's let's talk about you a little bit more. Great. 2015. Ugh. Gong aware of your roots. What were you doing in 2015, dude? I have no idea. That was three years ago. I know. What was I doing? I was a sports director at the YMCA in Durham, coaching kids soccer and basketball. I wasn't coaching them. <laughs> I was providing a place for volunteer coaches to coach them. Now you every ma- once in a while I'd step in. and You've help. made it clear you like basketball. Yeah, you could you could coach kids on basketball on the fundamentals. The fundamentals, maybe not super well, but sure. sure. But soccer. I don't. That has never really been a thing that I feel like that you've been like passionate about. I would agree. Or have uh, I would assume very little knowledge. You're a smart guy, so you might have some, but I just I can't imagine that you'd have a lot. I played a lot of FIFA in college. Did you? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I can't play FIFA. I know. You get very frustrated. I super frustrated. That's kind of your who you are. Like video games as a whole, it's not just FIFA. It's more so FIFA than any other game. I don't know why that is. I've played you in some other games where you've been pretty frustrated or more so I've listened to you play video games by yourself when you like are yelling at the screen yep. you do not like artificial intelligence very much no I I don't like feeling like I'm out of control like and it's not my fault so if like something happens in a video game where it's like the AI did that, I blame them very vocally yep you do so that's true It's just better that I don't play video games well. Or or put them on the rookie mode or the easy mode when I do play. Fair. Yeah, I do. uh, What else was I doing in 2015? I have, I mean, I don't have much memory of 2015. Carolina basketball wasn't particularly good that year. Uh, I mean, they did okay. They went to the national championship game the next year. They did against uh, Villanova. Yes. Villanova. Yep. Sorry, I thought I said Villanova. That is how it came through my ear. But anyways, so yeah, so 2015, I feel like not a lot happened there. I don't even have like movies or anything kind of backed up about what came out that year. I just feel like 2015 was kind of a bleh year. And that's okay. Just a meh Sometimes year. years can be like that. You know what wasn't meh about this year? The new Ben Folds album? The new Ben Folds album. Really? Which uh, we'll get into it. I like it. Okay, so we'll we'll End hear a podcast. We'll hear that's it. Twelve minutes in, we're done. done. So this uh, this is an interesting ben Folds album. Tell us why. Because he partnered with a uh, what do they call it? A chamber six head. Is it six or seven? It's six, I believe. I don't. I don't know. Um, uh, called Y Music. Not to be. It's not like a. It's not like the YMCA Music, but it's like it's called Y Music. But it's like it's the letter Y. The letter Y. It's not like W H Y music question. Mark. Why music? Uh, yes, the letter Y. It's like music. that's what their parents asked them when they decided to become musicians. Uh, why? Why music? Why music? But these people that's are really a great band good. Name. These people are good classical, l- classically trained musicians. Right. Um, and so he partners with them and does a lot of songs. And then on the back half of the album, you get three songs that end up being about like twenty minutes long. He does a full. Concerto Yep With the piano With the Nashville Orchestra Yep um, So you get to hear that as well And so we'll get we uh, That'll be an interesting one To figure out how to like Play for people Maybe we'll just play Maybe we'll just play it And talk about it But Ooh, That'll but, be an extra like Hour of podcast Not, not the whole thing I'm saying like it's be about an extra 20 minutes of podcast Anyways um, So the first song That you hear off this album Are we already ready to dive in It seems like we're Jumping in quick But are you ready I've got nothing else To say to you that seemed hurtful. Did you mean it that way? I meant for you to take it however you wanted. Hmm. I'm a little sad now. Well, the first song off this album you heard a little bit of called "Capable of Anything." Wow. Um, which uh, I gotta say, from the get-go, you kind of hear it, and it has like this, f- like I like the flute trills, is what I think. I really think of like these little like the fluttery flute trills, the fluttery flute trills that take place throughout the course of the song. Um, but it's also just like a pretty enjoyable tune from start to finish. Absolutely. But we're, And we've already heard a little bit of this part, but it's got this weird like you hear the drum intro. The strings kick in. You hear those flutes. What
2: is this? It doesn't make much sense. They sing it like a pop song.
0: So it's contemplating about the fact that, like, you're capable of anything. This is something that you always get told from, like, the beginning is, like, you can do this. You can do anything you want to be um, and be anything you want to be. But then it also, like, it contemplates, like, what does that really mean? The good, the bad. If you can be anything, you can also be evil. You can be all this stuff, and it's just a really interesting take on that. Yeah. Um, Tom Morvolo Riddle type stuff. That's right. Yeah. Oh, man, I love Lord of the Rings. Um, I think it's a strong track. I love the instrumentation, and I, I think that's probably one of the best things about this whole album is that you're starting to hear, like, he's had horns in there before. He's had strings in his music before, but it's really this is, like, these are songs composed completely for, like, the instrumentation that he has available with him. And it's a, I think it, it proves to be really strong composition and songwriting throughout the entire thing. Uh, I agree. Um so Great I, Job. But, but you know, being capable of anything is a kind of an interesting concept of like, did you want to be where you're at right now? Or did you have like a different job in mind when you were growing up of like, I want to be this. Hmm. Well, I think I've discussed this before. I've always wanted to be the 12th man on an NBA roster. Um, the guy who doesn't actually have to play in the game, just keeps still, the sweats on, still makes lots of money and like still gets to like be somewhat famous. Gets like, the ring if you guys win. Sure, I don't, I don't care about the ring. But like somebody who like is on the team and like doesn't get that much attention but still gets a little bit of attention but as being like the weird dude on the end of the bench who doesn't actually have to play. That's that's me in a nutshell. That's the dream. That's the dream. <laughs> that's the dream. Living the dream. I want to be a role player, a bench player, who people still know the guy who's really body good body at all the handshakes. Yeah, they get the, the dap master. The dap master. That's that's my ultimate dream is being a dap master for some entity. And then that, that's been the dream from childbirth. Uh, from childbirth. From the time <laughs> that From the time that you kicked yourself out of the womb. Yeah. You said I uh, can't wait to be that's the been man. A dream of mine. There was once a time when like sports anchor or sports like play-by-play person, public address announcers up there. But like if public address announcing could be like my full-time job, like I've always wanted to be a public address announcer at like a big time college basketball game and like help the fans get, but like not a neutral stadium public address announcer, like a a home stadium public address announcer, Uh, like do a super monotone public address starting lineup for the visiting team and then just get real hype for the home team. I'm gonna see if I can catch it. Can you do the home starting lineup for the 2011 North Carolina Tar Heels and do it in your best like announcer voice? 2011. 2011 specifically. Okay, that's kind of a weird team to choose, but uh, you, beginning of the year it was Larry Drew too. Begin end of the year it was Kendall Marshall. Let's talk. Let's talk back half of this back okay, end half of the season. That was the better half. Okay, um, can you play? Um, let's do Sirius S I R I U S by the Alan Parsons Project. Is that the song that they had that year? No, that's the This is the one you'll recognize from like the Chicago Bulls. This is going to be
1: loud. Oh yeah. For tonight's game, at point guard, number five, standing six foot three, a freshman, Kendall Marshall. At the shooting guard position, number five, a junior from New Jersey, Dexter Strickland. From Ames, Iowa, a 6'8 forward, number 40, a freshman, Harrison Hall. Tuned for tip off.
0: That was pretty good. Thank you. My voice will sound different throughout the rest of this because <laughs> you, <laughs> you also, really shot it. I point. mean, sorry about your ears, <laughs> podcast listeners. Did you peek a lot? <laughs> oh yeah, we were peeking, and not in a good way. That, that, was was a, fun. that was fun. Yeah, that was impressive. I hope that was the accurate starting lineup. Wh- I was wondering if how accurate that was. I messed up. I mean, that was definitely the correct starters. I think I messed up a like couple numbers times. and like heights oh, was I all definitely that. got all their numbers right. Come on. <laughs> so I'm, I'm impressed. Um, you're, a, you're a big fan of the Tar Heels, it seems to be. I'm not, not a up. fan. Oh, which is a great segue into our next song. Boom! <laughs> not a fan is the number two song on So There. And it's a nice little ballad. We forgot to banter as as the intro happens. Just let it be, man. It's so beautiful. But it is kind of long. I'm letting my voice recover.
2: (laughs) I'm not a fan. But I understand if there is something.
0: God, he... We've said it before. We've said it again. We've said it almost every episode. His ballads. The ballads, man. Oh, my God. This song is basically about you. Uh, Kind of. Right? This song is about people who, like, come up to him and say, hey, I'm not a fan, but, like... It's actually not. Okay. Well,
1: you go ahead, then.
0: But, I mean, you're not... I mean, interpret things the way you want to interpret them. You go ahead first. Well, yeah. You go ahead. Well, so, he uh, there's an interview with him where he's actually breaking down, like, all the songs off this record because they, like interviewed him in studio um so most of my research comes from that this episode not the reddit um but he he talked about how it's about a lot of relationships at the very beginning of them you kind of ignore the red flags Mm. um because you so like whether that's the music that someone's into or something else and kind of write that off as like oh that's just like this cute idiosyncrasy that like so uh, like if we were in a
1: relationship
0: and like we were we were talking about the music we listened to, and I said, oh, I like Ben Folds, then you could say, oh, I'm not a fan. Yeah, but it's okay that you dig it, right? Yeah. And so he's saying that's that, the, that's us. Sure. That's what this podcast right, is. Right, but he talks about how the relationship inevitably ends because of those things, because what happens is the the newness of the relationship. I'm planning to end this relationship as soon as we're done God, with this podcast. It, can you not break up with me over the podcast? Can we at least wait? We got two more episodes before you start dropping those types of bombs on me. I mean, you're better at breaking up with people than I am. Uh, better is uh, I've done it a lot. Yeah, I've d- I don't Makes think I don't better. think that's that's something you want to get good at. Or I well, mean, I guess it's you're I guess crushing I, it, dude. Worst. Um, I'm in a in a committed relationship right now that I am really enjoying and not planning on breaking up at all. So you know, there's that. So so hopefully I don't need to be good at that anymore. We'll see how well this podcast ages. Yeah, we'll see. This is about a a month after recording. We'll see how true this still is. I really... uh, My girlfriend now, if she actually listens, so Sarah... Uh, I really enjoy being with you, and so that's where we're ending this. Anyways, uh, so... you just said it, we're ending this. No, we're ending this conversation. <laughs> <laughs> this is we're done. I you're going I'm gonna get in trouble. Anyways, uh, another so it's a really good ballad, um, but it is about kind of dealing with those things that like the newness of a relationship normally overrides some like initial red flags that you have, and then it's about how that ends up being like the scapegoat later on when things actually go wrong. Wow, yeah, it's like all the stuff you like that annoy you end up being the thing that like you break up with him for or the probably not that reason you don't have but that's enough accountability scapegoat. conversations exactly as the as what? the relationship goes on and then all of a sudden oh yeah also all of these things annoyed me the whole time when I think that it's right like I think that can be a truth in that right so you can definitely be like all right uh, this is something that bothers me but because of how great this is going like I'm um, fine with it and we you know it's not an issue but then you use it as a scapegoat later i prefer that not to be my strategy if something bothers me i'm gonna say hey this you know this has been on my mind this bothers me that's
1: why you're breaking out with people left and right
0: well man i'm just trying to live my best life uh what are deal breakers for you in relationships what are things that like you would that Good you, question that you would like maybe put up with at the very beginning but at a certain point you're gonna be like
1: nope oh boy
0: you know what i don't know that i have any deal breakers I think. My, all right. Well, I feel like uh, I'm usually the deal breaker. <laughs> oh, Max! Wow, that was. There's a line. Uh, the, uh, you're a catch, man. Thanks. I, oh. I appreciate all of my friends always telling me that. <laughs> it's very nice. I think like if you're mean to waitresses, that's a deal breaker, or like waiters, or oh. like like frontline staff. to things I don't understand why like, people like lay into people who have like no decision making process in restaurants or anything else.
1: Yeah, that's an annoying thing.
0: That's a good. That's a good one, Alex. Yeah, I'm trying Sunshine. to. T- I'm trying to think of things so that you can have time what to come is, up with answers. What, like as, well. as we, as you have gotten to know me over the last nearly ten years, what are some things that you've noticed that I get annoyed by? Repeating yourself. I don't like to repeat myself. Correct. We've talked about that before, but I, yes.
1: Yeah. I think if, but like,
0: is that a deal breaker in a relationship? If someone makes you do that over and over again. Well, maybe just listen the first time, you know? <laughs> yeah. You, and you, I, know, I also know that I tend to mumble. So like <laughs> that a makes lot sense, of times it's my own fault, but harder. Um, I think you would not be okay with like, you're a pretty goofy person and embrace that even in public places. Yeah. And so if someone is not willing to like embrace that side of themselves, I would, I would assume that like you would have a tough time. Yeah. I like somebody who likes to laugh and have goofiness and laugh at themselves in public sure. and like self deprecation so- is one of the f- my favorite deprecations. <laughs> what are the other types of, what's your top five, top three list of deprecations? Uh, deprecations or defecations. <laughs> I don't want to hear about your okay. top three list of definitions. <laughs> well, then uh, let's end that conversation. Yeah, let's stop right there. Um ah, I fell back a, on a on a homonym, <laughs> like a, a similar sounding word to end that conversation.
1: Um, if you don't like a good
0: homonym, that's a deal breaker.
1: But also, if
0: you can't tell me to shut the hell up when you're sick of my homonyms, that's also like you need someone to keep you in check. Yeah, <laughs> you need a whole checks and balances system just to date Honestly, you. Yeah,
1: it's, I would be a hard person to date.
0: But uh getting back into the music. This song is absolutely <laughs> absolutely beautiful. Like it is God, it's so nice. Um it reminds me of myself. And so I think you you go from uh capable of anything to not a fan. Um it doesn't necessarily blend from track to track and I don't think this album really does that, but I think every song on this album is is almost uh I I feel like I have a are like you al- you're getting emotional it's right almost, now? It's almost perfect. Wow. That's like a classic Max Gonkoware line. I know, but... You finally did it. And this is like his last album of like new music, right? Mm-hmm. So his 10th al- and final epi- album of new music, you I th- finally know that all Ben Folds music ever is perfect. No, that's not what I said. No, nah, that's pretty much what I <laughs> <you> said. <laughs> so I think this album no, is pretty great. Like, no, but transitive property, right? So if this album is perfect, then every album is perfect. I'm not going to say that every album that Ben Folds has ever made is perfect. So there.
1: Ah uh, uh, that's, the, that's, the, that's the next song This song is called So There A mattress and
2: a stereo Just like I started And a note composed with thumbs and phone On unpacked boxes
0: So there, uh, that's yeah. what that is, um, and so I. So this he apparently had early forms of this song that he had been writing for. Um, he'd been writing, <laughs> writing. Sorry, it's it started. Raining. It started <laughs> raining outside the studio. And Max just had a very like bewildered look on Wait, his the, face the, of like what happened. The rain. I thought somebody was like trying to get into the door, but so like, I realized it was just. It's just like out like raining window. really hard outside. I was like, who else? Somebody else
1: knows where the Sports Channel Eight studio is. What is
0: happening? And they could get into the building? Yeah. Yeah. I think it's interesting. Like I'll be like I feel like a lot of Sound of Life of the Mind and then uh, this album, which is called So There. So there, right? This is the title this track. This is the title track. Which we also talked about in the last episode is like title tracks are suddenly a thing with Ben Folds. Uh, I feel like most of the Ben Folds population like doesn't really give these last two albums that much credit and doesn't necessarily li- listen to them a lot. You seem to like both of them quite a bit. Uh, you, this one especially. This one way it? more than the, the the last Ben Folds 5 outing. And I probably dig Lonely Avenue more than I like the last Ben Folds 5 outing. I just don't know that like a lot of Ben Folds people... Caught him at the beginning. Caught him at the beginning, and then they're like, Oh, yeah, I'm a Ben Fold. I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah, I think most of his fans probably caught him at the beginning. But here we are, the two of us. Rock in the Suburbs and uh, Songs for Silverman is probably a good, like... That's probably where he lost some people, or maybe there was just so much time in between. Now, was there like a big drop off at some point? Not through those, but I think but like between Silverman and Sunny Super Super, whatever Super Sunny Speed Graphic, right? And DLP, it took them it took a little while to and matriculate then, some new music. And I think he didn't like, from my understanding, he's not a huge fan of Way to Normal. I like Way to Normal, which new I Man. enjoy a lot. That was probably one of the first ones where I was like, no. I mean, I really enjoyed Rocking the Suburbs. I mean, th- they all have their moments, right? But Back to so there, so there, um, the title track. This is some, this is one that he had written several, had written kind of several years ago before they recorded, and he just said he never really had the guts to like. He wanted to open an album with it, and he never really had the guts to do it. Finally, when he was able to compose it for Y Music, he felt really good about putting it on this record.
1: Do you think it was like
0: just the difference in the way it was composed, like the composition? That he felt good about it or, like, the actual lyrics and uh, music? I think it's uh, a little like, time he just said it was just, like, something was holding him back. Like, he just never felt like it was – he wanted it on, like, albums, but he just never felt like it was the right time. So it was a timing thing. It wasn't a uh, – the p- the t- typical Ben Folds is just piano, drums, bass. Right. Do you think he didn't put it on it because that combination wasn't doing it for him with So There? Or Possibly. Do you think, I mean, if he named the album after this song – Maybe it was the addition of y music that made it all possible. Which it's beautiful. Like again, the things that they're bringing to the table, you get like French horns and you've got muted trumpets and I flutes. love a French horn. Do you? Yeah. That's not an instrument that someone's like, "Oh, give me a good old French that's horn a, and give me a good old mellophone." Like that's, that's, an that's not like a good instrument. Well, our buddy Austin, uh, who we used to work at summer camp with as he was a lifeguard. Do you, are you I don't know if yes, I can I know say Austin. this person's last yeah, name. Yeah, we don't need not. to. We can keep him, you know, we don't need to say he his last name. He played French horn in the the high school band with the same high school I went to, Raleigh Charter. Uh, we can say the high school. Yeah, sure. Let's go Phoenix. Go Phoenix. <laughs> um, but he was a freshman when I was a senior. I turtled his turtled his backpack a couple times, and we're still. Friends what does today. that mean? It's like you turn it inside out. <laughs> you do You've never heard of a turtle? And then backpack? you put all the. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you turn the backpack inside out, and then you put all the books and stuff back in there. But it's inside out. Now. So you were the senior so the who I picked are, on the freshman. Uh, just in band class. I was a percussionist. I had a lot of <laughs> measures of rest, had a lot of free time. <laughs> you know, had a lot of bass drum in that piece. So <laughs> I was really, I just. I am imagining An you like... latching spring. I am imagining you like crawling under like music chairs, <laughs> like getting backpacks and turtling them while yeah. people are playing their pieces. And Austin you Parsons like, and Brian Branch were common your targets. targets. <laughs> Brian Branch was a saxophone player, I believe. Well, so much for not saying last names. We're just throwing people out. Now we're doing it. Well,
1: Austin might hear. We're gonna get in trouble, Facebook style.
0: Oh no! You're you're releasing data. Way too much data. And Austin's uh, social security number is the two. No, (laughs) I I don't don't know. Um, like, what's the like? My social security number starts with the number two. Like, is that common? Or like, what does yours start with? Are you gonna tell us? I can't remember.
1: Can you not remember? No, I really can. I
0: think it's a 1. You don't know your social security number? It's a 1. Mine starts with a 1. Like do you think the f- person born immediately after me in this is the very next number? Yeah. Yep. That's how that works? Yep. But it's not like in the not not the person born like are, the, are they like by zip code or something? Nope. Like the person born immediately after me if it was in Santa Fe, New Mexico. Yep. Are you just making this up? Nope. Okay. I don't believe you. They have the exact Next number, yeah. where they like districted? Trust in some me, way? that's how it works. Okay. I, I also was recently told that people that say have to say trust me or like, like so there are very much not trustworthy people. Is what is what scientifically has been proven. Seems to data. me if you can't trust, you can't be trusted. <sighs> Ooh, good line. That's a song for Silverman reference. Ooh, we're going all I'm, the way back to episode four. We're learning so much. Um, episode five. So uh, kind of going off the theme of like he had always wanted to do this thing but never did it until now. Wow. Is there something in the your question, life? What's the question you're about to ask me? It's that is there something that you've never done before that you've always wanted to and like why haven't you done it yet? Cooperstown would be cool. That would be cool. I would go there. I wanted to do uh, like a baseball try to hit every like stadium at some point in my life. I agree. That would be cool. I I almost would rather Money do is it why for, I haven't done that. Oh yeah, money and time. I'd almost rather do it for minor league than major league that'd park. be interesting you'd see some real crappy stadiums yeah but you'd see like i hear i've told you this before i want to go to the asheville tourists baseball park this summer because i've heard it's really really cool so friends in asheville send me in uh yeah if you're in, Ashe- in, in asheville the invite. we do an asheville date yeah you can hang out with the host of lost in the folds and the co-host and we'll, <laughs> we'll we will buy you a beer a one beer Ah, beer. Ah, beer for, for hosting us and giving us housing for a, a weekend so we, we can go watch baseball. Do we have any Asheville friends, or are we just hoping that there's an Asheville friend? I've definitely got Asheville friends. I don't know that I have. I don't any. know if they listen to this, but I've definitely got Asheville friends. So that is So There. <laughs> there it is. So that's what that is. That's what that is. And then uh, the next song on there is Long Way to Go.
2: Just five minutes We got just five minutes till the man cuts a rope and we pull away. And there are no dry eyes. Try to keep yours to mine. There.
0: So Ben Folds talks about how this was an experimental song for him. That he wanted to see if he could take a boneheaded concept and turn it into something really great. And so the concept is that he's just counting down the, so- the song ending. So it goes from five minutes to three minutes to one minute. Huh. And he was hoping that through writing it and recording it that he would like feel something really strong about the song at the end. And he says, just depending on the day, sometimes he thinks it's like the dumbest fucking song he's ever written in his life, quote, or it's the greatest thing he's ever written in his life. Um, And so he's just, you know, he's always back and forth on, he just thought it was a really interesting idea and really dumb, but he wanted to see if he could turn it into something great. And so he's just counting down From five minutes to to zero It's kind of like Brian McKnight's Back to One It is kind of like Brian McKnight's Back to One Wow Dude, I haven't heard that song in a while I'm going to pull that one up while you you banter Uh, We really are about to segue from Ben Folds to Brian McKnight Nobody else out there hosting a Ben Folds podcast could have done this Let me just say that So this is content at its finest I am continuing to vamp And here we go The instrumental introduction to Back at One Back to One, One Back at One Back to One Here it is it's like a while is. is it really?
1: Oh yeah, hold on. Not like that. Bone,
0: there we go. How you to say that
2: I'd fall never, the i need yeah, if you don't You're know, adding to it, how it for sure. I feel, then let
0: me show you now that
2: I'm bereaved. He's actually counting up, I
0: guess. Or he will be. He he goes back to one yeah he goes back to one. Will.
2: One you're like a dream come true, Two, Just want be with you three and it's plain to see
0: that Max is the only one for me and four. Repeat steps one through three. So he's just he's completely cycling through this. Also, let's talk about the album cover of this Brian McKnight song where it's just him holding a guitar, staring off into the distance, and he's just got a treble cleft tattooed on his right arm. Yeah, here comes Treble. Here comes... Brian. Every time he, Brian McKnight enters the room, he just kicks in the door and says, here comes Treble. That's probably... I mean, I'm pretty sure my one of my very first concerts ever... Was, was Brian McKnight? ...was the Backstreet Boys, and Brian McKnight was the opener. Wow. Right? Is like, that I for sure your first concert, or, I, or do I, you remember your first concert? I think that was my first concert. My first concert was 98 Degrees, followed up by Dashboard Confessionals. Oh, man, that song Stolen... By Dashboard Confessional, Whew. that's a tune right there. That's a, that's a ditty
1: stolen by Dashboard. That one
0: slaps for sure. <laughs> or does <to the> it bump? <laughs> it slaps for sure. I don't think it does either. <laughs> that is a. I mean, that is a. That is a song that does not slap or bump. It's so a good song. So you go from Long Way to Go, which is Ben Fold's Countdown song. Another perfect segue yeah, back we're just. Yeah, I'm trying to bring it back. <laughs> we, we went really far out into the distance podcast on podcast is one. becoming like, yeah,
1: we'll talk for like three seconds <laughs> at a time about, about ben, ben Fold's, Fold's and songs. Then and then do something we'll completely different. We hope
0: you're liking it. But then you go into like probably one of Ben Fold's most famous songs off this album, I feel like. Um, I don't know is if that's that saying for, much. Well, I've, like, phone in a pool yeah people like when he plays it live i remember hearing that live when we saw him back you know two years ago yeah i would say this is, i guess and people the knew it for sure yeah but like you're at a ben folds concert where people know his music all right fair so this is phone in a pool Starts to pick up. Um, it's a really good tune. It's a really good tune. Yeah. And he talks about it being about the freeing feeling of like he kind of likes the imaging of like throwing your phone in the pool as a story or uh, about freeing yourself from like the connections and ties that like kind of keep you like down and binded. Um, and so by throwing your phone in the pool, like he says, you kind of do that with like you're bummed your phone's in your pool and you're like pissed, but at the same time, it's kind of freeing oh yeah when something like that happens but like also is like like not ruining your phone but just like putting it down for a little bit you know yeah i mean that's probably that doesn't sound as good put your phone on the table like that's not not as catchy and, and don't like, look at it right so um still true though so yeah he, so he just really like that imagery and that, i mean that's what the entire song is about is there something that you would stop doing or get rid of in your life that would be like super freeing if you could do it like i I couldn't pay for another phone, and so I'm not throwing my phone in the pool. Right. I also don't think I'd want to. Yeah, I don't know that I would get the, like, so much of my social ineptitude, or aptitude, Yep. my abilities socially, (laughs) are because of my phone, I feel like. I am not great in real life. However, I'll talk to you on, on, on the social media, and I know that's not, like, a great sign of being a cool person, but... I guess what I'm saying is I don't want to get rid of my phone. That wouldn't make me feel free. That would make me feel stressed out and like I have to actually talk to people. Ugh. Uh, so what, 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 was the, what was the question? <laughs> what would you get rid of if you could? Like is there something in your life that you like that you would appreciate having that weight off of your shoulders if you could get rid of it? I mean I have some like shoulder hair. <laughs> so if you could get so rid I of it. I could literally get some of that weight off of my shoulders. That'd be like. How much weight is that? Not a lot of weight, but like it's not a good look. <laughs> you don't. You, feel, you don't feel good about it. How often have you seen me with my shirt off, dude? All the time.
1: Not that often. We.
0: I've seen you. We swam together. We worked at camp. I saw you with your shirt off a good bit. Yeah. You've seen my shoulder hair, then. You got a good profile picture on Facebook with with you shirtless. Yeah, every once in a while, I'll be like, oh, this is me. This is who I am. Let's just ab- embrace it." Yeah, know? absolutely. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful version. It's it's the best imitation of yourself. That's right. Wow, that's a Ben folds song. Man, I'm really learning, Max. You've shown me the ways. We've done it, y'all. Look at this. I'm here. We have transitioned, sunshine. <laughs> we have still got two episodes left <laughs> into a Ben, Fo- a a full blown fool Ben, ben folds fan. Yeah, half like, blown. I've caught him. <laughs> Uh, I've caught him listening to Ben Folds like, via Spotify on, re- on multiple occasions. Well, that's because <laughs> I'm doing research for the Usually show. Usually, he's researching the show, <laughs> but I like to think,
1: oh, he's a fan now. <laughs> Look like at him right listening now, to that album right right now, we're talking like,
0: about tomorrow. Actually, right now, as I pull up my Spotify, it says that you're listening to Back at One by Brian McKnight. <laughs> because uh, we, it doesn't it because doesn't go it, into phone in a pool yet. hadn't it, updated. Yeah, it hasn't doesn't uh, reload in real time. So, yeah, so you'd get rid of your back hair is where we're at with uh, what you'd get, yeah, that's in it. your That'd life. Be
1: a, well, you know, uh, without, like, sharing too much on a podcast.
0: You sure. Know. You don't want to be too vulnerable on right, here. Right,
1: right, right. You don't
0: want to emotionally floodlight anybody. Uh, yeah, that seems like something that <laughs> you, would, Brene, you would do. That is a Brene Brown yeah. thing. I don't emotionally floodlight anybody. <laughs> that's good. That's one of my rules. Especially that's one of my rules. Especially in podcasts. that's a, norm, podcast that's a form. norm for me. I'm well, not emotionally floodlighting. Anyone. I might emotionally flood blood, What is it? Flood. Flo- <laughs> Flo- emotionally floodlight. I might do that like in real life every once in a while if you give me a few too many. Dude, <laughs> that's true. I can be a sad drunk. Can you? I don't not think that's sad, true. I think you're, just, you, you're willing to talk about deeper issues than maybe you normally are And like, Sure. Let's go with that. But uh, I've seen you. Uh, there was a one time where we were in a group setting where you had the job of sitting in a chair and saying compliments about each person in the circle. <laughs> I wasn't even drunk for that. <laughs> and you were very sober. That was at a work event. I would hope you weren't drunk. Um, and you, like, it was a group that we all cared about deeply. Yeah um and so you really opened up and just the tears started flowing and i gotta say i love you max sunshine you are an ugly crier sunshine (laughs) has been there for like some of the very most like vulnerable moments of my life when i've been very uh snotty (laughs) in my (laughs) ugly crier uh yeah, I don't. I don't it's a be- it's beautiful, that's not man. Like I don't that's know, not like, something I'm gonna like try to free myself. Up. No, absolutely. Be the person you want to be. I'm just saying that it's like, sometimes <laughs> the first time I saw it, I was definitely like, what, what, what is this? Is he laughing? What, what's it going usually, on?
1: It's usually because I'm like very emotional and crying, but also
0: laughing at myself because I know that there's snot everywhere, <laughs> so I'm laughing, which is then creating more snot. And but then I'm also like still trying to say the nice things about other people or like reflect upon the nice things that other people have done for me and. Like, there's just a lot of emotions, and it results like you're when, a caring for some person. reason. When I feel when my heart is really like feeling like emotional, it creates snot. snot. <laughs> the mucus like really I, the membranes really just open up and it just fly flows oh, out it's uh, it's it's a sight to behold y'all <laughs> yeah but some of my most defining moments i think are some of my crying moments i think those are some some of like some of my proudest moments are the some of those speeches yeah because you've been you've been the most vulnerable on those points you really open up yeah that's a nice thing But it takes a little bit for me to get there i've got to be very comfortable with like who i'm around and
1: like whether or not it's going to get out of that room, and like the podcast format is not <laughs> not,
0: the, not that not comforting. One where I'm going to
1: be that vulnerable? Hey, we have a lot of close people listeners. know how to share links, right? <laughs> so like, some do. My mom still I struggles. Trust, while I trust that like the first people that listen to this might be the people that I like care the most about
0: because I'm the one sharing the link initially. What if they share the link to their friends who I
1: don't know? We would love then, for that to happen. That's the right. go, that's the goal. But that's why I'm not going to be that vulnerable here because what if like they're going to know things about me that make me my my heart tick? Wow. That'd be a lot. But, but maybe that's how you become like a successful podcast. Yeah, you
0: really got to lay it all out there, be transparent with your emotions. It's right. not about the behind the all scenes. All right, fine. Things. Ask me anything. I just did. What would you want to <laughs> give up if you could give up anything? The shoulder hair. <laughs> That was a wonderful answer. All right, so you go from phone in a pool. <laughs> Your segues, <laughs> so, man, I don't know how you want me to like wrap that up. We just talked about you ugly crying for like five minutes. I don't, I don't, mean, I don't that's, know. There's nothing the content you all signed up for, right? That is what they are here for. Me, like, send me an email, MaxGongor at gmail.com, um, if if. Or wow. thearchivee at gmail.com. Right, that's so, what Noah meant. Can, so Noah can FYI yeah. f- dot, dot, dot. Uh, well, we haven't gotten a single
1: FYI dot, dot, dot. Or well, I, I haven't.
0: N- I have not either. We'll get on Noah. Noah Blanchard, do your job. Come on, executive. Do your job. Executive producer I Noah need Blanchard. you to do more. You're, Ooh, that's going to go in the outro for sure. You are just
1: executive produced by
0: Noah Blanchard. Boa Nanchard. Nlanchard. Nanchard. That's... <laughs> that's what the E is for on the explicit that I'll bring up every episode so people know it's there. You just It's a real wild crew over here in, in the Sports Channel 8 studio. Yeah, You just don't know what you're going to get. That's true. So after phone in a pool, <laughs> you go... What if I just keep interrupting you so we never make it past <laughs> phone in a pool? Well, we've got to. There's so many songs left. Oh, that's, no, I have jokes for the next song. Well, we, oh, right, well, I wonder where this one's going because it might pair perfectly with my question. This one called Yes Man which of course was written for the very famous Jim Carrey movie Yes Man featuring Jumper by Third Eye Blind this song doesn't remind you of Jumper by Third Eye Blind yet that's surprising I'm not a fan of that
1: song I <laughs> <laughs> What?
2: Wow. why didn't you tell me that I got fat it's so easy I can see it now I'm looking back as I Smiling photographs So many things you never mentioned To me you didn't think I could listen Do I color
0: across so, so this is a direct quote from Ben Folds about the song. It goes a little like this: "I did notice uni- I did notice universally. Ah, good you, quoting Yeah. I did notice universally. That especially when it comes to weight, people look in the mirror and get the angle just right, tell themselves it's all right, and then go out. And then people say, take my picture from this angle and not this angle, and at some point in time, you get a perspective on it and where you're and you're like, Holy shit. I also like to start with awkward sentences and open up and because that's how I feel as a person. So the whole like this is why didn't you tell me I looked fat? talks about body image. And everything else and kind of coming to a perspective of like, is that really what's important in life and coming to grips with all of that stuff and then how that plays into relationships with people. Is there a question there? Yeah, my question is, what's your favorite Jim Carrey movie? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, boy. Bruce Almighty. So fun story about Bruce Almighty. Wait, but uh, let's talk about how you said you don't like
1: "Jumper" by Third Eye
0: Blind. <laughs> yeah, I love that song. Yeah, the break in the towards the end, where it's just like the bass and then the guitar comes in.
1: It's <really
2: good. laughs> like one of my
0: favorite music s- m- moments in music history. Really, it's up there for I, sure. We've talked about it on this podcast before. I just it sounds like he's singing with like with you. with stuff from that lead, my friend. And I just don't. It just doesn't sound good to me. I like that song. I th- yeah. Anyway, so Jim Carrey movie. Give us your Bruce Almighty. Uh, oh, Bruce Almighty story. story. So I, the, I had a first date um, with a girl when I Perfect was in middle school. Perfect first date. Don't have school. to talk to her. And we go to the movies, and we go to Bruce Almighty, nice. and I pay for it because I'm a gentleman. Right. Not saying that if you don't pay, I believe in you know splitting things properly, appropriately. Okay, Anyways, okay, okay, okay. I'm just covering my bases, Max. <laughs> um. <laughs> So I pay for the movie, for both our tickets. We go. I'm in seventh grade at the time. Uh, I thought you were going to say what row you were sitting in for the movie. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm in the seventh row. The seventh, I'm, I'm not going into that much detail, but I was in the seventh grade at the time, and we made out the whole movie. Oh wow! Um, and then I came to. I like we fin- the movie. Finished. You what? <laughs> I, finished. <laughs> I came to terms uh, okay. with the fact. <laughs> <that> Keep going. <laughs> <laughs> you came to terms with what? Sunshine? The, the movie ended, oh, no. and I had missed pretty much all of the movie. I coming to terms with the end of a movie. And i that was the moment where I said, I'm never going to do this again. I'm never going to pay <laughs> to make out in a movie theater when I can make out at home for free. And so there it was. I, I'm. But then Evan t- Almighty came out. <laughs> and we and did there it again. <laughs> <laughs> round two. No, so I've never once after that movie made out in a movie theater because I I, I'm not gonna pay for a movie and then not watch it. That's smart, yeah. And uh, that (laughs) explains why
1: we've never made out in a movie movie together. You try, you play many signals,
0: (laughs) you touch my knee.
1: Yeah, usually that's because I like dropped a Mike and Ike on your (laughs) knee.
0: (laughs) I feel like Mike and is Mike and Ike your go-to? I feel like Sour Patch Kids are up there. Mike and Ike. I think is my go-to If I'm going to eat candy At a movie theater Normally I'm just a, Like Oftentimes I just want to drink Yeah I'm like the same way giant, I don't need. I'm not a popcorn a person A giant cup of Coke Zero Cherry Is that ice. the go-to right now? Typically yeah Or Coke No, I like no the sp- Sugar I like or whatever the sparkling water Yeah I don't want to hear about that It's delicious I didn't like it I, I I tasted some Last time we went to the movie together It was too sweet Sparkling water man
1: No but your flavored spark- it was It was too sweet for me
0: yeah, well, to, to each their own, right? You're not a fan of it. That's what they say. So that's Yes Man. So is Bruce Almighty... It's <laughs> <laughs> literally every segue. So that's Yes Man. I'm just trying to bring it back. With this episode more than any other ones, we are really just, here's the rail, and then we decided to just, really just move the train about a mile to the left. Um, so where are we now? We're trying to bring it back. Left is west, right? Uh, so, so is Bruce Almighty actually your favorite? Uh, Jim Carrey movie? What else would be in the... I was about to say like, Drew Carey. That's a different thing. No, he's not in that many movies, actually. Drew Carey isn't. Oh, Jim Carrey so. movies. Uh, there's Ace Ventura. Eh. Uh, what's the one? The, the number the, 23. The Truman Show. The Truman Show's amazing. It's a
1: That's a good flick.
0: Cable, but th- g- cable Guy. The Mask. Uh, what's the one he... Kick-Ass oh, 2. I was like, what's the one that he's in with Zoe Deschanel? Oh, yes. Yes, <laughs> Uh, he's, I, he's got a new one coming out soon. That's like a like a crime thriller. I'm going Bruce Almighty. It's a classic. It's good. I like. It. I watched it. I, I watched Sheer it when it came Anderson. out on DVD. So you know, yeah, it's good. We're it's worth Freeman, watching. Other people, Steve Carell as Evan. No, oh, that's right. Yeah, the, uh, the, the reporter lady. The reporter lady. The well, I guess she's the she's the she's like the other anchor. They like mm. kind of have a fling. But then he's like, no, nah, Jennifer Aniston's the girl for me. That's right. But you can't control free will. Free you Willy? cannot. You can't control free will. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Um. So after the, so Bruce Almighty, I think I would agree. That's probably his best. Uh, the Truman Show is probably his best movie. Eternal Spotlight Sunshine. Eternal Sunshine of a Spotless Mind. That's him, right? hmm I also remember liking that. Yeah. Man on the Moon, which they, the doc came out just recently about is that. Is being John Malkovich, is that him? No. That's... John Cusack. John Cusack. Yeah, you're right. So, let's bring it back. So, yes, man. Good song. And good movie. And good. I don't think I've ever watched it the whole way through. Oh, it's pretty good. I'll have to check it out. It's got Zoe Edition. Then out. we get a fun song. And this one's fun. F10 DA. F10 DA. F10 DA. F10 DA. Um, which, you, I mean, you'll hear what it is. <laughs> F.
2: f in the A with a D, with a D. F'd in the A, F'd in the A with
0: a D, with a D. So it's just a lot of that. <laughs> it's, it's not a super long song, but it, uh, they interviewed about him what it's about, and he just said, I wanted a fun way to teach kids how to curse <laughs> and to teach them the scales. There he, he accomplished that. <laughs> um, but he's, he said he's got a couple regrets. He, he said he didn't put a G in there, which just would have been really simple. Like, oh, G, I got f in the A. Um, and then he said hes he think his, he would be able to find a spot for his that. daughter uh pointed out to him that the song doesn't end in a, it ends in f, and so he missed the opportunity he said like if it would have actually ended in A at the end, it would have been a much better ending, and so he regrets that as well <laughs> um. He tried to write a, music, write a song about music, and he yeah. failed. He said, it's a fun and goofy shower song that just teaches kids c- scales and how to curse. A shower song. And then he was really hoping that kids would have to ask their parents like, what these things meant uh, <laughs> and have them explain that to him. Yeah, it's a good job. Um, what, are there any life lessons that, like, that your parents gave you that you think would have been better via song? Oh, wow. <laughs> like, getting, like getting potty trained via song? Uh, one of my like most memorable, I guess, life lessons was my mother teaching me how to properly shake a hand, like look somebody in the eye, firm grip, mm-hmm. shake, like make sure, like the biggest thing I think that she was trying to teach me is to look them in the eye because I'm not a big eye contact guy. Sure. Anyway. That would have been cool if it had been, in, like, what is there a song out there about shaking hands? Probably. Is Rafi out there, not Rafi? Who's the guy that does not? <laughs> Rafi? Yeah. You wanna, oh, you're talking about the Jean LaJoy, like, shaking, what are, you, are you talking about, like, the league? No, I'm talking about, isn't there, like, a s- children's musician named Rafi or Rafi or something I like that? I don't know. He could have a song about shaking hands. I don't know. Would you, uh, did you uh, Did your parents ever give you, like, the talk? Did you go through that at some point in your life?
1: I don't know that they ever really did that. I don't think mine
0: did either. That's yeah. probably probably says a lot about our society if that was the parental norms when we were growing up. I guess. But uh that would have been an interesting conversation to have via song. Sure. That would've been fun. That would've made I mean There are a lot of songs about that though. Yeah. But probably not like instructive ones. <laughs> <laughs> like, probably not like let me break down what this is i bet there are i mean <laughs> i bet that exists somewhere <laughs> i'm sure email us with uh your, your favorite songs <laughs> Email to t- sunshine email the archivy <laughs> so no, i embushed. want no i want noah to get an influx of emails <laughs> before he, like hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode even though he's producing it and then uh executive he just it. gets a he gets an influx of emails about all the best sex songs <laughs> that he could put we'll make a playlist yeah we'll, we'll, that'll just be like a, a one of our podcast episodes will just be a super cut of, of, of that of all those sex songs about teaching teaching people how to have sex we should what would be a good Lost in the Folds supercut? like what is something that we've done every episode that we need to get a super cut of maybe so that's best imitation of myself or like one podcast I listen to they are putting together a super cut of one of the co-hosts Reacting to pictures of animals, <laughs> <laughs> that's it. Yeah, I don't know. We've definitely done. There's definitely th- themes and motifs that have hit every episode. The gangaware of your roots could be fun. Just your life told by series of years where these albums came out. Usually, the gongaware of my roots is not very good. It's I, usually like, here's what happened to Carolina basketball that year. <laughs> I mean, again, interesting supercut. I guess. Oh, no, man. I don't know, man. If think, one of our loyal listeners can put that together for us, that'd be great. <laughs> that'd be wonderful. Send that again to thearchiviagmail.com. Send that to our executive producer, Dylan He Landry. can handle all of that. So after F10DA, we have I'm Not the Man. Oh, don't say that. What's the next song, though? About me.
2: What will the version be when all is said and done? Will they remember all the places seen? The poems lost am I just wandering on Yeah, I'm just wandering on There could be fewer days ahead than gone And all I've spent I've long since on my way
0: just another beautiful ballad and song, crushing it. Um, and he talks as about usual. he talks about this as a lot of self reflection. So he says, uh, he's talking specifically about him in this quote. He says that motherfucker is dead. He's talking about like the old Ben folds, um, just like Taylor Swift. So he says that motherfucker is dead, and I'm the happiest man on earth that he is not with us anymore. It's not supposed to be that I am a shrunken version of myself. Um, it's a greater moment of detaching yourself from the ego and there are a lot of things that he and I used to be Um, and so I think that he is you know really reflecting on who he was at the start of his career everything that happened with that and who he is now Mm -hmm. Um, and I think it's an absolutely just beautiful song Um, and yeah I I think it kind of wraps up this is the end of like the album album I guess I I don't know how you would call it like his like, songs with lyrics. His songs with lyrics, because the last three songs on this album are his 20-minute concerto. Yeah. Um, but Our, I thought that was kind of a beautiful ending. If this is the last album that he like records... Which, like who knows? Right? Which, who knows? He's got a book coming out. We found out about that. Yeah, he so, just well, announced this week that he is writing a book. And it's, I guess, kind of an autobiography, but also kind of like short stories... So we'll see. I wonder if it'll be like a breakdown of like some of his characters throughout like his songs. Yeah, which would be cool. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, we'll read that. And, then, and like then he's got he's got more music in him.
1: Like he's gonna write a musical. That's my
0: like Binfold's bold prediction. I think that you're probably you're probably right. And he's all he's he's like he's uh, conducting and, and he's like writing music for orchestras on a regular National, basis. National Symphony Orchestra. He'll be in Raleigh on May 5th. This uh, this this is gonna be out about two weeks after that. Okay. Well. Yeah. We should we go ahead and make some like bold predictions about like our favorite songs that we saw him perform on May fifth. Uh, well, uh, maybe. Wow, May fifth. Yeah, I'm so sorry. we saw Ben Folds on May fifth, and it was really okay. We don't have to do that bit. <laughs> <laughs> Just that's not a good bit. I'm know. really hoping uh, it is a long shot for sure that we uh, hopefully will have an episode where he uh, either gives us a bit where he's like, I hate the arc of Heat, like something that we can like clip and add on to all of these uh, episodes from here on out that'd be neat um even if it's like he he's listened to this podcast before and he's not a fan of me he's probably a fan of you stop saying that he you probably got, likes you believe in yourself i believe that he probably does not like me um because you're not a fan i mean i kind of am now okay. but at the beginning if you hear the earlier episodes whew, things were rough um but then we get into his concerto and so here's what i'm gonna do i'm gonna play this softly as we kind of talk over it because he's ho- i've researched what he was kind of like doing at the time of each of these songs and so you guys can just kind of hear it in the background as we're we're talking about it so i'll play a little bit drop it down and we'll go from there sounds good i'm probably just gonna watch some pirates So the first movement, um, he talks about, so he he has a dentist. This is a real story. He has a dentist who read poetry to him while he would, like, drill on his face. Ouch. Um, And so he talked about how his dentist would, one of his poems was about living and growing up in Africa. um, And he said when he was a child, there was all these sounds that he'd realized were around him all the time. So, like, crickets chirping, the wind blowing through things. There were just all these noises that were around him at all times kind of creating, like, the soundtrack to his life. And at one point, the crickets stopped chirping. Oh. And he immediately had this sense of, like, something's wrong because the sound that has always been around him is no longer there. And then he looked around to his family and realized that they were also very, like, concerned and upset about something. And he didn't realize what his parents knew at the time, which was, like, when the crickets stopped chirping, that means there's a predator nearby. And so to him, that's kind of what this, he created a story around that feeling of like all this music that's going on and then you get a bass drum kicks in and, and the, the woodwinds that were acting as the crickets at the time stop in this concerto and then you get this predator balance of like what's going on. And so that's kind of what he based this first movement on. But he said out of the three movements, he actually wrote this last. Um, but it's, it's pretty interesting how that kind of plays out. So, I don't know if you have a story that kind of bats with that or you can relate to that, but he just talks about how it's clear, like, in storytelling that music is really the first piece you hear when you don't know how to communicate with anything else. The music's always kind of been there, which is kind of a nice thought process or a nice, like, feeling to have that music really drives life in that way. Yeah, I mean, as somebody who edits videos from time to time, I think I have an appreciation for, like, finding that right track to, like, go along with putting your video project together. I don't know. Is that what you were talking about? I wasn't really big into it. <laughs> You were watching Pirates Baseball? Yeah. Checking Twitter? How they yeah. doing? Uh, they're winning, but one of their most important players just got hit by a pitch and maybe injured. Oh, no. The music. Yeah. It's formidable. Um. So, I think it's... I really enjoyed the first movement. What I r- uh, really like about this the whole piece is that the second movement is probably my favorite part, and we'll get into a little bit about what that is. Okay. Okay. You bored? Looking forward to that. Ding dong. Well, he does it's a doorbell for a reason. I'm sure. He talks about it as in the cycle of life, the way that you're going through that you're there's always like this ebb and flow of like good times and bad times and so you're experiencing all this good and then eventually the doorbell rings and it's something that's not so good and he wanted to kind of go through the entire life cycle of what that went through in this movement and musically this is probably his strongest like composition throughout the entire concerto is is this movement Um, and it's probably mine I think if you're going to check out one of the movements if you don't if you're not super into classical this is probably the one to check out And then finally you get to the third movement And he said that he wrote this With very little revision And what he would do is he would write eight bars at a time Every day for like 15 or 16 days Or whatever it was And Hmm. then they were all very different And they're very all over the place But he didn't And that's just the chaos of life for him How do you write that? Eight, Eight bars at a time
1: those are some 16th mm-hmm. notes. Just, it's
0: a lot happening. So, if you need your classical itch scratched, Benful <laughs> Benful's has you there. Yeah, do you like you like the classical stuff that he put
1: together? Like. I really enjoyed listening to, to that. When it comes
0: to the genre of classical music, you think he, he holds his own? So, I, well, I'll be real. Not well-versed in classical music. Okay. But I enjoyed each one of those movements Atta immensely. Boy. Um boy. I mean, obviously, they're all perfect. They're not all... All right. They, maybe. I will say that out of all the albums, here, here's, my, here's my rating because we're at the end of the album. Sure. Ben Folds 5. Well, my favorite album he's ever done. Wow, this ad, this album, if there's any so album th- you heard it here first, folks, his final the la- most out al- the most recent album that he has recorded so there is his favorite which is means my favorite. he loves every album that he's ever done that so transitive property again, <laughs> that's, that's, that's how that how works. It works no I, but my vote and I don't know if it's the best like I would not call it the album that like represents his entire catalog the best oh
1: d- yeah no
0: probably not. But it is my favorite Ben Folds album. So if you like if you're asking for like what album should I listen to if I really want to get an idea of what Ben Folds is? No, yeah. Silverman, Rocking the Suburbs, all probably better options. My favorite is you So just, There. So all three of the ones you just named are solo projects. Well, I mean non-five projects. I guess yes. this one So There is not necessarily a solo, solo project, one. but he wrote over yeah. So uh you know, fascinating stuff yeah whatever and ever all men's a great album yeah that is probably the only album from five Folds five that like speaks to me interesting the other ones but even I feel kind of the same way as like suburbs and silverman have their moments that are really incredible but nothing from start to finish the way that this album is start to finish
1: Fair enough I would
0: say everything on this album I'm a um I am a fan of everything on this album, at a boy, so there you go, there you have it from me. So, there Ben Fold's best album. All right, that's the album. What about you? Where what uh, are you? What it's what do you, perfect, you, it's great. It's perfect, yeah. How would you put it in the in terms of his other work? Uh, it's not one of my favorites. I like a lot of the songs, they're all perfect, sure. So, but like, uh, as you were talking about, how it doesn't necessarily reflective of his repertoire, sure. Of his, what was the word you used? Portfolio. That's not the word you used. Catalog. Catalog. Do you spell catalog with a u e at the end, or do you just stop at the g? I stop at the g. Some people spell it with a u e at the end. Who are those people? Probably like uh, uh, European English. Yeah. Um, there's a fun little tangent. So back to so there. Um, <laughs> I'd probably give it a bit and fold three and a half. Okay. Yeah. Huh. Maybe it's a, it's a five. For yeah, me, it's, d- it's it's it is the album. All right. Good
1: boy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so I'm gonna, you know, that's it for us this episode. We got next week. We're gonna do or the, ne- your, the next episode you're gonna hear is gonna be us talking about all the side projects and like some weird singles stuff. and some, some lives. Weird stuff. His Kesha cover will probably be on that. Oh yeah, episode sleazy. His uh, William Shatner cover will probably be talked about on that episode. And cover not, William Shatner? No, it, it, it's a cover song. Right. He did with William Shatner. No, but I'm saying it, you made it sound like he covered a William Shatner song. No, him so and William, William Shatner, Shatner covered yeah. a song, at a boy. Um, I'm just helping you use your, your language. And then I got to dive. Here's what's concerned to me is I got a lot of work to do when it comes into diving into like his live work and finding stuff that like is interesting. Like I, that's just a lot of digging I got to do for yeah, the next episode. I'm, I'm, I can't wait to find out how you choose to um, approach that. Approach that. Uh, that I'll probably podcast. Google what are the things I can't miss when it comes to those albums. I don't know if I'll have to, you know, listen to each and every single live album he's ever done. There's some fun stuff, and uh, not just the al- not just the live albums, but like some of the albums with never before released tracks and like naked baby photos. Naked go baby photos, songs for goldfish. That's right. Uh, I mean, there's some stuff on that three disc retrospective that I think you mentioned earlier in this mm-hmm. podcast. There's some. There's some interesting stuff. I mean, the Ben Folds live album that's like the main Ben Folds live album. Mm-hmm. It's just him and a piano. There's, I mean, He covers Tiny Dancer by Elton John. He does Emmeline, which is a song I don't think we've talked about that's yet. That's right. Uh, but people request it. People like hearing oh, that that's, song. That's a big-time song in the Ben Folds universe. Hmm. Um, what else is on there? There's a song called One Down on that Ben Folds live album that's kind of interesting. Uh, so maybe I'll have you like... Say, these are the tracks you have to listen to before next episode. and I will give be your adventure guide. That's right. Yes. Um, but, uh, you know, that's it for us today. And I'm going to let you take on the outro and and see how you do. All right, ladies and you gentlemen. Tell me, tell me when to play. I don't care. Uh, here is your outro for episode 10 of Lost in the Folds. We just covered So There, uh, which has Ben Folds' album that he does with Y Music. You've been listening to Sunshine Mayfield. Again, you can find him at Sun. Underscore mister underscore shine. I messed that up, but you can figure it out yourself. And you can find me at Max Gongaware. Uh, this has been an arc of E production on the music arc. Thank you to executive producer Noah Blanchard, Blow and Anchard. Uh, and uh, we look forward to seeing you next time. And I just did what one of my pets did. Ah, oh, dang it. We look forward to you listening to us next time on Lost in the Folds. You can hit that music, which slaps and bumps.